Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Book Journeys Radio, an interview series for authors in transformation. From the basic fundamentals of selecting a book topic and overcoming writer's block to advanced techniques for publishing and marketing your book. Don't forget to check out our complete schedule and archive shows at blogtalkradio.com forward slash book dash journeys. Now, get ready to make a difference with your book with your host, Vice President of the Author Incubator, Jen McRobbie. Hello, everyone. It is February 2nd, and you're joining us for another Book Journeys Radio, where we speak to accomplished authors who've gone from just having an idea for a book to a finished book and out making a difference in the world. Today's author is Sue Rasmussen, and I'm super excited to introduce her to you because she is a clutter coach. And I'm going to let you let her tell you what that is about, but uh, Sue was a two-time author with us. Her first book is called My Desk is Driving Me Crazy, and it's already out and available on Amazon. So while you're listening to the show, pop on over to Amazon and search for that and download it. But her second book, Unclutter Your Spirit, we are releasing next week on February 9th. So be on the lookout for that as well. Sue, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jen. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm sure you're um, in the throes of preparing for next week's launch, so I appreciate you taking some time out for the show. Thanks. Yeah, it's really exciting to get ready for the next launch and go out and join everybody on the red carpet, and so it's it's very exciting. Yes, it's definitely – we've definitely added – a lot to the production level. And so it is really up to the excitement <laughs> for when a yes. book comes out. So the first thing I always ask guests on the show is if they can tell our listeners a little bit about their book and who their book is for. And since you've got two books, you can you know handle that question however is easiest for you to answer. Sure. I, yes. And both books are really for a similar reader. The My oh, Desk good. is Driving Me Crazy is, yes, they're, they're for a very similar reader. My Desk is Driving Me Crazy is written for primarily for a woman entrepreneur who is finding herself overwhelmed with everything that comes at her during a typical day, email, paper, <laughs> um, to-dos, um, all the different decisions that she has to make as an entrepreneur. And so she gets, it's, it's just very easy to get distracted so she, she ends up stepping back and wondering, even though she's busy all day long, am I actually doing the important things that I need to get done? Um, <laughs> so that's, that's, for, that's really the, the reader for the first book. I can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, can, I think we, we all can. relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And the second book is, is really for a very, again, a very similar reader. And it's a, it's a woman entrepreneur who has already done a lot of personal and professional and spiritual development. So she's Mm. read a lot of books, done a lot of self-help. She's really focused on being her very best self. And she's having this little inkling because she's heard that clutter has an impact on her business and on her life. And so she's, you know, she's looking at how does, how does that really impact me from a deeper level other than just, Hey, I want to clean up some stuff. So it's for somebody who's a little bit more advanced uh, or a lot advanced 
and really wants to see how does my, how does the stuff in my home and in my office have an impact on who I am being and my connection with, I call it my, my connect, your connection to your inner wisdom or your authentic self. Um, so she's really oh. looking at that and she's, she's looking at how do I, how do I release or clear out anything that might be getting in the way of me being my very best self and living my best life and how does it affect my business? Wow. That's such a big yeah. topic. How how did you fit all that in one book? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's interesting because I could have written the book. I, I could have like tripled the size of the book because there's of there's course. a lot of nuance to it. <laughs> um, but really, the it's the thing that I focus on is, is in the book is a couple things. One, to reassure people that it makes a really big difference. Like something as um, straightforward sounding as clutter or stuff around you makes a really big difference in the decisions that you make about your life and the how you approach every day and what you believe about yourself. And so I focus mm. on the core most important aspects of clearing clutter from that standpoint and right. um, and to reassure people that it, that it, it really makes a difference and that you can do it. Because people I like clutter that. is Go ahead. No, I said, no, you're so right. I just like that idea because I always, at least from a personal standpoint, you know, I approach clutter from a, a place where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't find something. And mm-hmm. and so it's something that I have to address, like, right now at this moment because I need to find something I'm looking for. But what I hear mm-hmm. you saying is that that has longer and deeper impacts than on than what is exactly happening at this moment. Exactly, and and for mm. me, this is the other piece of it that, and that I that I tell people over and over again is that most people think clutter is a problem to be solved. Like, oh, I'm so disorganized, right. or I'm so lazy that I didn't get this handled, or it's it's a problem. <laughs> and I look at it in a super. I look at it in a very different way. I look at it as a blessing. And I call it the treasure map or a treasure map to your inner wisdom. So if you use what bugs you about your environment, like the things that you can't find or the things that feel like the piles of paper or the, you know, the closet that you don't want anybody to open the door, that that holds some very strong clues about where you're misaligned with who you really are. And so I look at it yeah. as, well, I always get super excited when somebody says, oh, I, I can't stop my closet. And I'm like, oh, yay, there's a breakthrough here. There's just a magical breakthrough here waiting to happen. Um, instead right. of, oh, it's so bad you're disorganized. Because it, to me, it's not that at all. It's like this really amazing opportunity um, that somebody can say yes to if they choose to. Yes. That makes so much sense. And, and it takes a lot of the pressure off. Oh, it does because people beat themselves up a lot about their stuff. They're embarrassed about it. They yes. don't want anybody to, you know, like don't open the drawers or don't come over the house <laughs> or even even if they're not really like this, they don't consider themselves messy, but they still have pockets of it. There's this big shame and what would people think and there's a lot wrapped up in it. And my job is to take that all away and say, let's look at this differently. Let's reframe this. And look at what is it, you know, what's holding that stuff in place? What's, what's underneath it? And that's where the gold right. is. I, I look at it like that's the magic of 
um, the opportunity here. And then once we once we look at what's underneath it, then clearing the physical stuff is really easy. Right. No, that makes that makes so much more sense to me than mm-hmm. I mean I literally mm-hmm. this morning Sue was tearing apart <laughs> my office because I couldn't find something that that my husband needed. And of course that led down the rabbit hole of me having to, you know, go through all of the papers that I've been piling and doing all these things. And I love the idea of investigating, you know, instead of freaking out in the moment, but investigating why I prefer to keep things in things in piles than in mm-hmm. neat organized files. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. It, that yeah. that resonates with me. It makes a lot of sense. Yes. And it, it's really, to me, it's a fun process. And I always, people always, they kind of laugh because they'll tell me and they're like, oh, I got all this stuff. And I'm always excited. I'm like, oh, this is so great. We're going to, you know, get right at it. And they're like, you're the only person I know that gets excited about me telling them. <laughs> but I always do yeah. because I know it's where the, it really is where there's a breakthrough right there waiting to happen. And well, so you, get, you, you, you get your stuff cleared up. <laughs> right. I mean, it's a double benefit, right? Are you naturally organized? Is this how you came about becoming a clutter coach? Um, Well, you know, it's interesting because, yeah, I've been organized since I was a kid. Like literally as long as I can remember, I was rearranging my closets and rearranging the furniture in the house. But I wasn't focused on what to keep and what to let go of until I got divorced. And then oh. so before I was, it was all organized and it was all neat. That was fine. But I had a lot of stuff. And when I got divorced when I was about 30, I was lost. And I was terrified about what my life was going to look like. And I had no idea how mm. to – I really looked at, like, I don't even know who I was. I, I had this life that I had built wow. up, surrounded by beautiful stuff and built our dream home and all that. But I looked at it all and I said, I don't even know really who I am. This is – sort of how my expectations or how I thought I was expected to live my life, but I have no idea if it is my life. And so without having any other idea of what to do about it, I decided that I was going to start going through my stuff and decide what to keep and what to let go of based on who do I want to be now. Now that I have this blank slate, like this empty canvas that I can create on fresh, I'm going to start deciding what to keep and what to let go of because the stuff, represents how my life is and it was hard I had no idea how to do it I really didn't because I, nobody was talking about it that way so I started of course doing it and I had a very tough time letting go of things and like what it meant about me and what it meant about success and life and who I was supposed to be and that's how it started so it was organized that I had down that wasn't a problem that was easy but letting go which to me clearing clutter is are you keeping something or are you letting it go? And yes. um, most of us kind of are surrounded by stuff that no longer reflects and supports who we really are, no longer really serves us. We keep it around because we think it means something, but it actually doesn't. And that's right. the challenge. It's, hard, it's kind of hard to let go of things, especially things that we are, you know, think are either tied up in our identity or who we thought what? we would be or whatever. So, or even if we just call it nostalgia, right? I mean, even if we just call it nostalgia, it's still hard to let go of something for that. Exactly. Or, or, or things like, well, it was very expensive. Or if I let it go, you know, what if I need it someday? Like, there's a whole bunch of stuff wrapped up in it. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you hear that. Well, you heard it from your 
own head, but you probably hear it from all your clients too, right? All the time, exactly the same messages. I mean, we, and that's what the treasure hunt is really about is what are the messages that we truly think are true, that we, we believe them, but they actually aren't true for us. Wow. Because most of the things that surround us are based on fear or guilt or whatever. And if right. we go on, you know, if we can start shifting or reframing those beliefs or those stories that we have about life, then the stuff is just stuff at that point. Right now we we think it means mm. something much more than that. Right. Um, so, so clutter clearing to me is, again, it's much more than just let's clean up our space. It's, let's actually decide who we are consciously, intentionally, what brings us joy, who we want to be. Wow. So how long have you been helping people with their clutter? I've been, I've been a coach for, well, since 1998. And I went through some, some evolution as a coach. And I started off as a career coach. And then I was a marketing coach because a lot of my career coaching clients started their own businesses but what I found was I always sort of <laughs> it crept in, but I would always ask them things like, well, what's getting in your way of you, you know, doing the things you really want to do or what, what's distracting you? And I noticed that I always, always sort of weaving that back in. But I tell you, I resisted clutter coaching for a very long time. Very Interesting. Long time. And I, yeah, and I, I, I almost like had little tantrums about it because I always wanted to talk about <laughs> it. And in my mind, I was like, yeah, but it's, you know, it's, it's just my thing. I, I think it's important, but nobody else will be interested in it. So I had all this, I had my own clutter in my own head about helping people with their clutter. So that was a big deal for me to, to wrestle with and then let, let that go. Um, so right. it wasn't a very, like, a very simple, graceful process. I kind of got to it kicking <laughs> and screaming. <laughs> How do you go from that, then, to writing a book about it? I mean, that's that's really kind of coming out with your inner clutter coach, isn't it? Well, and I and I actually did work with – I have worked with people for a number of years on it. So it's it's not like this book is just, boom, here it is, all of a sudden. thing is, right. and, and – um, and this, this book, Unclutter Your Spirit, was actually a very challenging book for me to write. The first book, it was so easy to write. The second book, because it was tapping into the core of – it's tapping into the core of who I think I'm here to be. I think I'm really here to be mm. a better coach. But I, right. wrote, I, I started writing three other books first. And this was oh. the fourth in, – in, in the little teeny time frame we have to write a book <laughs> – um, right. And I finally admitted to myself, no, there's a book that wants to be written, and I just have to get out of the way and write it, even though my head's like, no, don't write that one. So wow, it's been a – but now that I've written it, I am ecstatic about the book. It, it, oh, good. I had to wrestle to write it. I had to really connect with my guidance to write it and get out of my own way. And now that yeah. I've written it, it is, it is exactly what I wanted to write, exactly. Uh, without that makes me that so happy to hear. I know. <laughs> me too. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is the book. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, and, and but because of that, because you started with all these other, you know, books that you might write in the meantime, mm-hmm. did that make it hard to settle on this topic or was it like Well, 
Mm. Like a boundary you know what was setting interesting? thing. Like... No, what was interesting about this is I started three other books, got halfway through them, and felt like, I actually felt like I was having roadblocks all over the place. And those are, my, like, I was going, you know, this thing is weird. This just isn't working. And I talked with Angela, my publisher, my publishing coach, talked to her about it. And, and I said, you know, this just isn't tell. Like, it's not coming together. And so she and I sat down and we really looked at, if I set aside everything that my head thought the book should be, what's the book that wanted to be written? And and right. when she asked me that, it came right out of my mouth. And I just mm. I said, well, this is it. And so it was, you know, it was, but, but I had to get to that point. And I think that's why it means, this book means so much to me. Because okay. I, yeah, it just means so much to me. And now that it's written, it's, it's almost like, well, of course I would write that book. It's so obvious. And of course it would be written in that way. <laughs> but beforehand, it was like, wow, this feels so complicated and so hard. And so um, so it's been a really amazing process for me to write this book, like a very supportive process for me. Um, and I'm delighted that – I'm actually delighted that it, that it went the way that it did, even though it didn't feel easy. But it, I think it needed to happen that way. Well, I think so. And I, you end up learning so much more about yourself and even your topic when you have to kind yes. of fight for it, right? <laughs> yes. 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 You know what I, I yeah. mean? It's, it sounds yeah. terrible to put it that way, but that, that's sort of <laughs> it the way is. it works. I mean, when, when the first one seemed to flow out of you, you know, from experience, and now the second one you had to fight for it, that's, that's, that's a good thing, I think. Oh, yeah. It's, I, it just feels, it really feels precious to me. It feels like, and it feels so aligned with who I am because to write, I, I had very little time left to write it. By the time I had written three other half books and then I had, <laughs> right. this, I had very little time left. I had like two weeks left to do the whole thing. And oh my goodness. so I, yeah. So I really had to literally just take my hands off the wheel and every day I sat down and used Angela's, we, we, we use a visualization process, the, um, okay. the creativity temple process, which you know, right. I know you know about. And I just sat every day and I did the visualization and I wrote down whatever came out of it and I used that to write the book. And I just said, I am completely taking my hands off wow. me trying to direct this because I, I realize it's not me to direct. It's not mine to direct It's because I've tried that and that's not working. So Right. I just, and every day I'm like, I have no idea what I'm going to write today. <laughs> no idea where this is going to go. And Incredible I, so I, to me. I know. And it really worked. <laughs> and this process really it, worked. <laughs> wow. I just, mm-hmm. I'm intrigued with this idea because I think like a lot of female entrepreneurs, probably entrepreneurs in general, I'm a, I can be a bit of a control freak. And oh, me too. I, I am. Love, yeah, I love right? like planning things out. And, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and controlling them and making sure they go exactly the way you want and, and all of that. And, and the idea mm-hmm. of release, making things easier, like blows my mind. <laughs> me too. <laughs> and the beauty of it is to write this book, I had to let go of, because clutter to me, I, I talk about this in the book, but 
physical clutter is only the first layer of clutter. So I describe a clutter pyramid, and physical clutter is the base of the pyramid because it's the visible, tangible representation of clutter. But then moving up the pyramid, you've got like virtual clutter, which is computer clutter and social media and all that kind of stuff. So it's not really physical, but it, it's definitely clutter. And then you move up to things like mind clutter and emotions and spirit, spirit clutter at the top. And that's mm-hmm. what I was wrestling with, you know, my wow. own internal clutter and thoughts and beliefs about like what kind of book do, should I write versus what kind of book wants to be there. And so wow. for me, it was I had to basically be willing to let go of any preconceived ideas and thoughts about what I could make this book be like. And then when I did that, everything aligned. So it was like me taking a master's course in what the book is about to be able to write the book. Right. That is making me, (laughs) no, it makes complete sense. And it is making me a thousand times more excited than I already was to download this book on February 9th and start reading it because it's, (laughs) it's going to be uh, this really, I, I feel it's going to be this really fascinating look into um, what it is to sort of become what you're writing about. You became your future yeah. self while you were writing. And I feel like, wow, I'm going to get to observe that process. I'm I'm so glad we talked before I got a chance to read your book because I might not have gotten that out of it. <laughs> yes. Well, and I do share in the book, I share some of, I at least share one of the stories about the process of writing the book and, and how, to me, it represented not only mind clutter but also physical clutter because even as yeah. I was writing the book, I had all these notes all over and I was doing the book basket process that was one of the techniques that we used to write the book, which is phenomenal. And I was getting myself all confused about that and I even had to let some of that stuff go. Like I had to actually say, mm. I'm going to toss all of my notes because when I check with myself, my body says, let go of all the notes, which, of course, completely freaked me out. Oh, yeah. It gave me so, heart palpitations, and it's not my book. <laughs> exactly. Well, believe me. I, I was like, no, no, <laughs> you don't get it. I need all those things. So really? I used That's the tools, and I, so I describe in the book me using the tools for the process of writing the book, and it was you know, when you're doing something like that, it, to me, it's a, a huge act of trust when you ask your yeah. inner guidance about something and it tells you an answer you don't really want to hear and then you trust right. it anyway, right? So, yes. So there's some of the things I mean, like that, that alone. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, <laughs> that alone is, is a lesson. You know what I mean? I mean, it's not even just talking about clutter or whatever, but learning to trust mm-hmm. that inner voice of yours when it tells you something the one way or the other, well, and, that is a huge lesson. And it's huge. And how I teach people how to go through their stuff is to, to check in with their inner wisdom rather than their mind about whether to keep something or let something go, because you're very often going to get a huh. different answer. So it, it goes right into how, yeah, how do you, and try, again, trusting that is the thing that, that's where I do most of my coaching. Almost 95% right. of my coaching is that decision point of, yeah, but I can't get rid of it because. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so to because work the, with you, and, Sue, do people, 
do people need to work with you in person then, or is this something that you can do virtually? I never work with people in person, ever. Oh, really? So, which is, you know, people think, oh, I'm going to come in and I'm going to, like, help you organize your closets and stuff. Nope, I don't. I only work over the phone. I, so I teach people how to go through their stuff, and I'm like a virtual, you know, be with you while you are learning how to do it. So, again, most of the work that I do with people is the stuff that, that comes up that feels hard. So I can teach the how-to very quickly about, well, how do you, just, you know, how do you go through your stuff? That's very quick. But what I, where I really, you know, my work is the, the, the challenge of trusting yourself, the challenge of um, how, do you, how do you go about it in a way that supports who you are. So that's the biggest thing mm. that I teach people to do. Like, as a result, they're going to get a cleared-out space, so they absolutely get that. Right. But what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm really doing is helping people know how to connect with themselves, ask themselves the right questions, and then trust their answers. So, so I know I how to get in about. touch with you. I know how to get in touch with you when I'm ready to do this. <laughs> can you tell the listeners <laughs> how they can find you for these sessions? Because this is, this is fantastic. Yes. The, the easiest way, because here's the thing. Um, I really, when I talk with somebody before working with them, I want to make sure that it's a very good fit for me, mm-hmm. certainly, to make sure that I can help somebody because I'm not for everybody. Certainly. And I tell people that right up front. And I want to make sure that it's a fit for them. Like where are they at? Is, you know, so the easiest way to get started is for us to have a conversation. And in the conversation, I will ask the person a number of questions. I'll look for what's really going on, what's holding the pattern in place, um, and mm-hmm. how can I help and then from that point, we'll, we'll just decide together what the next step is. And it might be working together. It might be doing something completely different. So the best way right. to do that if somebody wants to have a conversation with me so we can just sort of check it out and see what the next step is, is to go to my website. And it's suerasmussen.com forward slash strategy dash session. And if you go awesome. to the site, there's a link under services or programs so fantastic i i you know i cannot believe that we're nearing the end of our time and i feel like i could you know pick your brain for the next like 50 years on this <laughs> and i could talk about it that i mean i love talking about this stuff. <laughs> so well, it's the last so thing i always Oh, I'm so glad. But the last thing I always like to leave, you know, for the show is if there's someone listening who feels like they have a book inside of them, but they just haven't been able to to put pen to paper or to take action, mm-hmm. what advice would you give to that person um, to get them started, to push them in the direction to getting that book well, out in the world? That's a great question because – I mean, you've just heard my story of this book. Um, it, right. It's so worth, you know, so worth doing because if you have this idea that there's a book that wants to be written, I can tell you that there is a book that wants to be written. Even if you mm-hmm. have no idea exactly how it's going to come out or you think you're a terrible writer or you think I can't possibly finish a book, you absolutely can. Now, the like the process that I went through or I, that I've gone through twice now with, my publisher, 
um, has been phenomenal because to me to have somebody be able to support me, especially in the mm-hmm. moments where I, I, I'm all over the map here and have somebody <laughs> right. to be able to bring me back and have some enough structure to support me. That's what was the most helpful. So if there's, I really believe if there's a book that's knocking on your, tapping you on the shoulder, you're here to write a book and you don't not write it. You must write it. The world is you waiting for it. You must write it. Oh. You must write it. You, I, we we you have must. to finish no, on that note yeah. because <laughs> if you have a book inside of you, you must write it. The world is waiting for it. Voila. Sue, yeah. thank you so much for joining me on the show thank today. Thank you. It's been a, a wealth of knowledge, and I've had a great time chatting with you. Thank you. So have I. Great. Well, if anyone listening is looking for Sue, you can find her on her website, suerasmussen.com. But more importantly, go on to Amazon. You can download an e-copy of her book, My Desk is Driving Me Crazy, or pre-order the print copies. They're coming out in May. Or set your calendar for February 9th. And go on to Amazon again and download Unclutter Your Spirit, Sue's new book. It will be free on that day. So you're going to get all of that wealth of information for free. And I cannot wait to hear how Unclutter Your Spirit changes your world like it sounds like it changed Sue's. Thanks so much. And Join me again next week for another episode of Book Journeys Radio. This has been another episode of Book Journeys Radio, where we're changing the world one book at a time. To find out more about how you can get your book written, published, and promoted, visit www.theauthorincubator.com. 